You're listening to The Cannabis Hangout, two girls, one bowl, and a podcast that is breaking the stigma of marijuana. My name is Brandon. And my name is Saba. We will be connecting with a community of cannabis enthusiasts by educating people, sharing stories from medical marijuana patients, and interviewing industry leaders while debunking cannabis myths. So we invite you to come roll with us while while we we break break it all down. down. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Saba. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we're speaking with a local artist who we have known growing up here in Oklahoma for a while now. He's actually done a few of my own tattoos, and he's really known for his live buffalo paintings, murals, sculptures, and the whole shebang. With that being said, uh, please welcome Zonley Lumen to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey, Zonley. Hello. Good afternoon. Thank you guys for having me. We're so excited to have you with us today. Thank you so much. So before we dive in, um, let's start from the beginning. Tell us where your cannabis journey first began. What's the story? Um, I guess I was first introduced to it probably in middle school, probably around like seventh grade, age 12. But I didn't okay. participate in it until I was probably like 16, right before I moved to Oklahoma. and uh, From? California. Okay. And I was in, uh, born in Sacramento, uh, raised in Rockland, California. Um, and so... It was right before I was moving, and we uh, we uh, tried it. Uh, it was in the parking lot uh, in the movie theater, and we went and saw I Am Legend. Hell yeah. yeah. Back when we used to hang out at the mall all the time yeah. in middle school because we had nothing else. The mall in Frontier right. City was like my jam. Frontier City. <laughs> the yes. mall in the movies. That yeah. was, you know, that was the go. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. So, only what would you say is your go-to way of consuming cannabis? Um, like joints, edibles. Yeah, I stay away from edibles. Yeah, unless I'm getting like a tattoo done on me. Yes, it helps okay. for pain. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, it's just a little too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are you low doser? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, like, I what's your dose? Like five or less. Uh, no, I freaking wish. That, is that use. I mean, I'm probably like twenty max. Wow. But like. I not even that sometimes like oh but I'm a low doser too. Yeah. I started out like five and that was good for me. It was like just a little sprinkle of just what I needed. Mm-hmm. You know, it worked. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I, I prefer blunts, and I've stayed uh, over the time like Swishers, you mm-hmm. know, White Owls. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my favorite. Did you like flavored White Owls or just plain? Oh, I've tried it all. You know, oh, I know I, some people are like Saba's. Like, I hate uh, the flavors, and I'm like, please get me the white grape. No, right. she's always like, get the flavoriest one. I'm like, uh, or we can just do plain because right. I like to taste the weed. <laughs> so yeah, now if I if I do Swishers anymore, um, I'll do like the platinum or the white package. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've tried to switch over to vegan wraps. Okay. Uh, I smoke these. They're called Endos, E-N-D-O, mm-hmm. and they have a wood tip on them. Okay, cool. So it looks Endo. like a black and mild, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's an all-vegan. Okay, got to um, make note of that. All-vegan, like, cone that you pack. Dope. And, that, I mean, I'll just go in there, and I'll usually, like, buy a box. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Easy. Where do you yep. buy them from? Uh, Canvas Refinery, 15th, like, right yeah. down the street. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Shout out to the Canvas Refinery. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a cannabis routine or rituals that you love? Like, for me, rolling or taking a dab can be very therapeutic and just the whole process of it. Not even the smoking, but just the ritual of it. Do you have something like that? Um, You know, maybe more so in the past, but here in the Mm -hmm. last couple of years, it's kind of just been... Um, more so like a smoking deal. Like if I get to like lock in in the studio and yeah. I'm painting or making music. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, on a regular, it's kind of like 
until I have those times to be able to go and release and do that, mm-hmm. I've just, you know, that's kind of where it's directionalized yeah, at. And then yeah. either rolling a blunt or stuffing a cup. Yeah. <laughs> <Hell> yeah. <laughs> and then creating, for sure. So. Yes. So at, w- at what point would you say then did cannabis become more than just, like, getting high? And you were like, this has medicinal value to it and it's, like, actually oh, helping me. Well, so, like I said, so I got my first, like, introdu- intro- introducing intro- introduction <laughs> to it when I was 16, right, right before I moved here. Yeah. Well, when I moved here, so I only did it, like, once, and I moved here, uh, the high school that I moved to, they started drug testing. And so there was random drug testing. Uh, wait, what high school did you go to? Uh, Deer Creek. Ah, and Deer Creek. <laughs> yes, yes. So Deer Creek, if, if you wanted to play sports, if you wanted to be in any extra, you know, curricular activities, even art club, what they would test you. And so wow. I, I remember I had one of my buddies, and he was like, what do you mean? You got to get tested in the art club. I can't be in the art club, Miss Dean. What the heck? You know, this so is who he, I am. This is who I am. It's what I do, you know? And yeah. so, he, you know, he never got to join the art club. But Damn. Um, so for me, it, it, it was very <laughs> sporadic in high school if it ever mm-hmm. really happened. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it didn't really become like part of like my routine or um, that I realized that it could be a medicine, you mm-hmm. know, until I was probably like, 21 or 22. I mean, it's kind of the same for me. Yeah, same I never here. really, you know, like my sisters growing up would blow down together and like that was their thing, but like I never had any interest. And then like in my 20s, like yeah. I started figuring that out, kind of yeah, like you did. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's tight. So let's talk family. You have a really, really great support system. Are you pretty open about your cannabis consumption with your family? What's that dynamic like? Yes. Um, I've just been the one that, you know, I would. I feel comfortable enough to like tell my parents, you know, like if I was going to, even if I was going to consume alcohol or, you know, Mm -hmm. weed, I Mm -hmm. would, I would not have a problem telling them that. And they've always kind of respected that. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had a very like transparent thing, you know, like that's rare. I'm going to go to a party. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need you to pick me up. This is like teenage years, you know Mm, what I'm saying? And they're like, okay, you know, just be smart. You know, if you're going to make bad decisions, call me and I'll be there in a minute to get you. Yeah. And so we've always had that. um, That's so cool. That That is cool because I feel like you probably dodged a lot of danger that way. (laughs) Or like just because you felt you had that open line of communication Mm -hmm. with your parents. I think a lot of times that helps with, uh, you know, sometimes when parents, they try to hide everything from their kids or they try to block them from everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. then they want to go out and they want to rebel. Yes. For me, it was like, I don't, I don't, I don't need to rebel or do anything weird like yeah. that. You know, it's just, I need to make the right choices. And mm-hmm. if I get to make the right choices, then I get to keep having fun. Yeah. So. Well, shout out to your parents I for know. having that mindset because mm. they invested in you, which made you like who you are today. Absolutely. And like your relationship you have with them now. It's probably great. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. I love to hear that. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) All right, Zonley. So, I've got to watch you blossom over the years and just you really find your place and tuning into your like artistic skill. But for everyone listening, will you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do from your words? For sure. So, my name is Zonley and I'm an artist all the way, you know through my body, through my soul, you know, every way that I express, I believe is a form of artwork, even down to the way that, you know, you can talk and present yourself, you know? So, um, I, uh, professionally wise, I've been tattooing for seven years, uh, been painting for just about six and a half or so. And, uh, I, uh, also do metal sculptures, 3d sculptures, uh, music, um, we do kind of like some video design, like, you know, I'm pretty much art in every single 
way. That's, that's so, cool. so cool. Yeah. Spread your wings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, actually, yeah, I just forgot. It's like consist, you know, um, not consistently, but um, continuing to like evolve and add different arts to the different mediums mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing like NFT stuff, so digital artwork now. Okay. So, yeah, pretty crazy. So you're being you're so creative and you're so hands-on what does the nft world look like for digital art because that's a little bit different because you're not so hands-on yes um you know it's it's uh it's the future of art Mm -hmm. right and it's it's i say that because it's uh it's something that we don't like know much about there's still so much more to come Mm -hmm. and it's so new that um it's going to be around for a while, I really believe, and it's it's going to take some time for other people to kind of understand it and grasp it because mm-hmm. maybe you really can't grasp yeah. it, you know. Um, but that's like the kind of the cool part of it. Everybody's on their phone. Everybody's on, you know, their Mac or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know that's like where the art lays, you know. Right. Yeah. So that's so wild. That's, that's like a whole other world. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other world. Right? Yeah, yeah. Literally. Sure. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you pick up your interest of being artistic? Like, did it just develop at a very young age? Did your mom tell you stories about like when you were a baby, you were doing this. So this makes sense. Yes. Yes, totally. Um, so from like the youngest memory of maybe like five or six, can I like actually have like the memory of drawing at the mm-hmm. table with uh, my grandma, my grandma, Diane, which is uh, my dad's mom, uh, I can remember drawing at her house in the kitchen. And so, like, that's, like, the youngest memory that I have of it, but I do know that there was stuff even before that yeah. that I'm told about. And mm-hmm. My mom keeps everything, literally, like, <laughs> any cute. drawings or yeah, notes or anything cool. that I did. As a mama bear, that's what yeah. you just do, I'm sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she sent me something last night, actually, and uh, it was from from Whitney High School in California before I moved here. Oops, sorry, I was kicking okay. Um, but, uh, it had all these notes. I was supposed to create a poem book Mm -hmm. and it had all these little illustrations next to him. And, uh, it had the illustration of my palm tattoo of the eye. I had drawn it on there three times. I have no recollection of drawing it. I'm probably 14 years old. I didn't draw this, you know, this eye on Uh my hand until I was like 23. But for some reason it had really subconsciously been part Mm, of my artwork uh my whole life. And I just... Mm-hmm. was reminded about it last night crazy and that's so cool, so cool. Yeah. wow that's crazy because children are so innocent and pure and like when you're young like that and all, all of those things that you're doing I don't it's, it's so crazy to like be an adult and then think or look back to when you were a kid because you know every you have trauma from yeah. when you were a child and it affects you at this age mm-hmm. you know that you are now but just the fact that you're like I, I saw that I had no idea but it carried with me it's just like mm-hmm. there's something to that yeah you know sure. that's just, just so no you guys know what we're talking about Zonley has a diamond tattoo with an eye in the middle on his left hand yes left on his hand. left hand that's what we're talking about just so you guys can visually yes kind of thank imagine you Saba. <laughs> yeah that's good Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run. Yes, and with being business owners ourselves, we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode. 
So, Zalnia, at what point in your life did you feel like you finally got to, like, step into the magic that you've had inside of you that's always been there? Because I feel like when I started seeing you paint and watch videos, I was like, okay, Z, dang, like, you're, you're really, like, doing something cool here, right. you know? Um, you know, that was probably when I decided to stop playing sports and stop going to school, which okay. I was, uh, I believe I was 21 um, or just about to turn 21. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I was after freshman year of college that I gave up my scholarship and I started focusing on art full time. It was tattooing. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's when I really, I never gave art my full hundred percent growing up. Right. Like if if I had a a note card or a little project in front of me, sure. I'll give it a hundred percent. But as far as like all my time Mm -hmm. with, you know, all my efforts, around age 21 is when it started. So I'm 28 now. So That's cool that you got to like tap into that and finally yeah. figure out like this is my shit and this mm-hmm. is what I'm really good at and this is what I need to be doing for the rest of my life. Totally. Yeah, which is, I mean, even just watching you over this last year, like you have been freaking killing it. Like every, we hear about you everywhere. I mean, we see your mm-hmm. stuff everywhere. It's just so dope. Like you are making waves, which Thank I you. mean, you're also, your art is also one of a kind. It's so beautiful. What is your favorite favorite form of creation like mm. I, th- I know that's hard to say because it's like picking a favorite baby because right. all mm-hmm. all your forms of art are your baby but like one that just kind of brings you home oh man that's a good one <sighs> i know it's yeah. like a st- like i know like I know. what gets you, you going i know i know but like everyone has like creative ruts they're right. in right yes. so like mm-hmm. If you're in that creative rut, what's that one thing that you're like, all right, if I do this, like, I just need this. Like, for I know. That this is going to. Yeah. Uh, probably the music. Okay. Honestly, okay. Which yeah. would probably take many people probably by surprise. But mm-hmm. if you think about how much, like, just a normal person listens to music, right? And how much it affects your day. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to have that outlet and go into the booth or even just, you know, listen on the speakers and just blare it. That musical release for me mm-hmm. is like what allows me to then be able to release in the other ways. Yes, I can understand. That's dope. That. Yeah, yeah. Something about the vibrations, mm-hmm. but also like your voice, like whatever you're doing. Yes, it's like therapy. Into, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like speaking into therapy, but you're not. Yeah. Right. I don't know. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's a good answer. Very creative. Thanks. So we all know that cannabis can inspire. Whenever you get in the zone and you're just like in your studio space, what keeps you in your flow? Mm. <laughs> you're Sorry. good. I take a breath for a sec. Um, probably, you know, just like uh, I try to meditate when I get into the studio, whether I'm creating artwork, whether I'm creating music, whether I'm creating on the iPad, no matter what, I I try to like do this like little meditation before. Cool. Like, a prayer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the times when I do that, um, I'm able to just kind of like mm. lock in, mm-hmm. you know, and then like what keeps me in that zone, you know, is just like, uh, obviously, you know, like if I'm able to smoke, I would enjoy smoking while creating. Mm-hmm. Don't always get that luxury. But when I do, I, I usually would enjoy that. I would yeah. try to do that, you know, oh, yeah. For sure. and then uh, with the music kind of going, I'm definitely love to listen to music while it creates. So yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah. So how long does like, cause the Buffalo paintings you do live are so, so amazing. How long does something like that take for you to create? And then in the, because doing a live painting is a lot of pressure is a, like sometimes doing a podcast is a lot of pressure and we're not even live. But maybe right. you don't feel any but pressure. But maybe you don't feel any pressure. Maybe you just get in your zone and you're like, 
nobody else is even there. What's that like for you? Like, what's your headspace like when you go into something like that? So it used to be really bad for me, like the anxiety in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And uh, it it faded over time, you know, as I found found my process of being able to meditate Mm -hmm. or, you know, be able to, you know, just find that way to lock in. Um, That probably took like a good two or three years to go away. Yeah. These live paintings, you know. So um, it it really did take some time because there was that pressure, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But thankfully, my back is turned to most everybody while I'm painting. Which is nice. That is so nice. So where the real pressure comes in is like having to go on stage and grab the microphone and talk to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, I know I can paint it, but now I got to go talk about it. Yeah. But I think that's cool, though, because most artists, like if when they come up there with a mic, like you don't expect the world out of them. You're just like, you're the artist on the canvas over there. Like, tell me a little bit about your art, you know? Totally. But no, that's cool. Hey, speaking of meditation too, how did you learn to tap into that? Because I like that kind of stuff and I know mm-hmm. how it helps me. And so when other people talk about it, you know, I'm just like, what got you into that? Right. Um, probably, you know, it had always been around and showed to me growing up, but it was never forced on me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, I feel like that's something, even if it is forced on you, you still have to find your your own introduction. Yeah, because meditating isn't something you really force, though. It's kind of something you, like, choose to tap into in your own, you know. But, like, I can think of, like, me with religion and different types of stuff that can be definitely forced. And uh, what was the question again? The question was... (laughs) (laughs) Meditating, what got you into it? What got you into it, right. Um, Sorry, I was, like... No, you're right. Brandon Brandon didn't know either. (laughs) Her eyes got huge. (laughs) So I can remember this this one um, kind of moment that it really did happen, and it was probably after, I know for sure it was after I smoked. Okay. Uh, and uh, I remember I went upstairs and uh, I just started praying. I was praying over the Bible, mm-hmm. and I uh, I had this huge out of like body experience where like to me I felt like I was shook by God. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'll mm-hmm. always remember it as this time where I I was shook right, mm-hmm. and like the whole room was shaking right. And uh, that was, like, my big introduction to it. And I remember I went downstairs and I told my sister, and she was like, are you sure you're not just high? Yeah. <laughs> I, I may have smoked, yeah. but I know for sure what mm-hmm. I felt. And yeah. so sometimes I do think that when you, when, you know, when you can smoke and you can release mm-hmm. of the maybe the other stressors of the world mm-hmm. and the things that are going on, you can tap into other things and be yeah. able to meditate yeah. and be able to just kind of lock in with, with what's going on. Yeah, that's good. That's a good explanation. It's beautiful. It is, yeah. Meditating. Yeah, thanks for sharing that story. So I know all artists have their highs and lows, whether it's music or physical art. How do you get inspired to create? Like, what inspires you? I I really get inspired by everything around me. Like, I really do. The Mm -hmm. people's energies, um, things that they say, the colors that I see, the cars going by, the architecture, the birds in the sky. You know, I really do get inspired by everything. I wonder what life looks like through your eyes. Like, as you're saying this, I'm (laughs) like, damn, as an artist, to just, like, do what you do. I wonder what life looks like through your eyes. I I try to, I try to, I try to, I try <laughs> to, I try yeah, to probably. interpret it and put it out so other people yeah. can't see it. You yeah, know, for yeah sure. right. That's the, that's, that's the right answer. You do a damn good job at it. <laughs> Thank Holy you. cow. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So with Inspiration Z, tell us how your native roots, how mm. they play a huge part of your art and like who you are and how you, how and what you choose to create. So I think that's something that, uh, with the native roots, it's like, uh, something that's like written before you get here. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, 
For sure. Even if you don't choose to go fully find it, like I feel like there's going to be bits and pieces that always kind of like come out of you, out, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I realized that and seeing older drawings from at a young age, you know, five, six, you know, um, seeing these like tribal characters, right? Mm-hmm. And then still today, you know, after I've actually been able to dive into it and research and, you know, give my thanks to that, um, see it even more. You yeah. Know? yeah. So, so for those yeah. people who are listening, because we have some people internationally listening, describe native. Like, what are you? Okay, so I am Chumash and Kumyai. And so we're from California, um, coastal bands, uh, Southern California. Okay. Right on. Wow. Native American. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's wow. cool. That is really cool. So has there been a super cool experience you've had with your art, something that you look back on and you're like, damn, I cannot believe that happened? Because I know you've been making a lot of waves as of recent and doing a lot yes. of cool shit. So there was, there was this one time um, that was like probably one of the big first like shockers and like big moments that will stay with me forever. But uh, it was uh, I painted a white buffalo live at uh, the Oklahoma City Indian Clinic Red Feather Gala. Mm-hmm. And uh, I painted it in like 32 minutes, this white buffalo. Wow. And it sold for $35,000. Wow. And so wow. That, that was like probably like one of the, you know, that's something that you'll remember yeah. forever. Like it's the biggest sale yeah. I had ever had up yeah. until then. And it was just, it was crazy, you know, so. Yeah. That's so wow. cool. I got goosebumps for you. I know. I mean, and the cool thing is, is like you're just. I mean, you've been doing this for a while, but realistically, like in the scale of life, you're just now beginning. So like to imagine where you're going to be like 10 years from now, like we're going to fucking see you and there's going to be this famous guy. And we're going to be like, oh my gosh, we know him. He's from <laughs> Oklahoma. That's fucking Zonley. Hey. Your voice will forever be on this podcast. Hey. There you go. <laughs> okay. So you're in an artistic industry in a different way than the cannabis one, yet they do go hand in hand. What would you say is some solid Zonley advice that you have for someone who is very artistic and just like trying to stay in their lane or figure out, you know? Um, I think, you know, the biggest advice I could give is just to be true to yourself. And I think that's what people want out of the artwork is something that's real and something, you know, and sometimes it's hard to be true to yourself and even find yourself. So I guess maybe if if you're having trouble with that, then I guess the first advice then would be to like find yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. However you do that, because mm-hmm. I think everybody does it differently, but yeah. just kind of take some time and reflect on who you are and who you want to be. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Yeah. That's solid. That is. It's. I feel like especially as an artist, it would be hard to find like your way because every mm-hmm. artist's way is their own way. Yeah. So finding your own way would be, I feel like, a little bit tough. Yeah. I yeah, mean, finding totally. my own way in life was tough enough. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I can only imagine the world of art. That's just a whole whole other thing. A whole thing. Absolutely. So let's talk about your music a little. Tell okay. us about that. What got you into it and how that all that began? <laughs> Um, so part of, uh, the music group alive, which is artists living iconic visions. Um, we've been creating music for the last three years as a group together. Um, I've probably been doing music close to about four years now. Okay. And, uh, it was kind of crazy how I got started because never did I really think I was musically inclined Mm -hmm. growing up, you know? Yeah. Um, and I remember me and my buddy Mikey, we used to, we used to, you know, smoke and listen to some freestyle, you know, like to, yeah. to some yeah. beats. And we, would, we started freestyling and that was kind of how it started was just messing around, you mm-hmm. know, just smoking a blunt and then realizing like, oh man, you can rap, bro. <laughs> we, we should probably record that, you know, like yeah. that, that was really how it started. And 
I remember the first studio session I booked, I got so freaking nervous. I canceled it with him and yeah. like didn't show up. And then, you know, finally I got the courage to do it because uh, my little brother and my little sister, they put together a campaigning video. <laughs> and my brother was running for like lieutenant governor. And so they got into the studio before I did. Oh. And they made this rap song and made a video with it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and my little brother and sister are doing this. I have to do this. You know what I'm saying? So that that was the final little kick in the butt that got yeah. me. Siblings. The siblings. <laughs> That's awesome. Sibling rivalry. So are you the are you the oldest son? No. Uh so my older sister, Kelsey, she uh, she's five years older than okay, me. Okay, got and it. And she was really the real musician the whole time. She could really sing. Like, mm-hmm. she's a beautiful singer and sang her whole life. And That's so, cool. That is yeah. cool. So does art run in your family? Like, mm-hmm. are, you, are you guys all just kind of artists? You know, I think on? we're all a little artistic in our own ways. Mm-hmm. Like, my little brother is really good at public speaking. Okay. And, you know, I mean... That's anybody, hard to do. Yeah, anybody yeah. that does that, they know that that's a freaking art form itself. Yes, it you is. You know? And mm-hmm. um, my little sister, she's... She's got it all, you know. She can paint, she can um, draw, she can rap, you know. Yeah. Cool. You know. You guys need to hop on a track together, right? Seriously, that <laughs> really? would be seriously yeah. that would be dope. Yeah, we, we do we something cool have. with that. <laughs> we definitely have. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Your family is very supportive of your art and what yeah. you do. I feel like just from like me being up at your studio mm-hmm. and like your dad being there, your mm-hmm. sister, like they all just have so many good things to say about you. Like you can tell that like. They're so yeah. proud of you That's and good. they yeah. do support you. You're doing it's just really cool. It is really cool. Yeah. So, I have questions on the tattooing side, which we kind of hopped around, but tattooing somebody's body is, mm. I mean, that's more pressure than obviously doing yes. a live. Mm-hmm. How, what got you into tattooing? What made you want to do that? Like to put pen or needle to a person's body? Okay. Like, cause there's such a, I feel like for me, I don't have any tattoos, but when I get one, it's something I want to look at every day. So right. it really is a part of people's journeys, their mm-hmm. paths, stories they've been through. You know, what, what made you want to be a part of that journey? So my cousin Lance was moving in with us from California and he was all tatted up. He had like full left or maybe it was his right arm, like completely done, a little bit chest tattoos. And up until that time, I'd never, I'd never really had any good friends that had a bunch of tats or mm-hmm. like even really thought about yeah. it. But, you know, um, when I went out to California to drive back with him, I got to witness a tattoo be done. And so I got to see him get like this full arm piece and whole process of mm. it and it kind of like sparked something and he was like, dude, you should try this. And so when we went home, we ordered an Amazon tattoo kit, (laughs) you know, that fast. That fast. So yeah, I was there in like two days and then opened it up. The DVD instruction manual (laughs) did not work. Okay. And and so he's over there at the table setting it up because he had more experience than I did, Mm -hmm, you know, just because he'd seen it done. Mm -hmm. And so he set up the tattoo machine and uh, we tattooed his leg that night. What'd you do? Uh, he got a fifty-one fifty on the top <laughs> of his leg. If you know what that stands for, do you know? I don't. Please okay, explain. So, uh, from what I remember, I believe fifty-one fifty is like code for like uh, th- this person is like a danger to themselves or is a problem. Okay, right? so I got it's like you. A, it's like a police code. Okay. But, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you I know, great, great first tattoo. Yeah, you that, know? that's that's <laughs> funny how though. big. How big was it? It's like, Two inches by four. I mean, inches. that's pretty, pretty big. big. <laughs> he just let you do it. Yeah. Was it what it did? Was it good? It, it was. It turned out great, and it still does. So we never touched it up to this day. And, wow. Uh, that was, it was kind of one of those things. Like we did it, and we're like, damn, that turned out good. Mm-hmm. Did another tattoo the next day, another one the next day on his body. Um. 
Yes. That's and then dope. I, 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 yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So him and then I had another buddy that was like, heck yeah, man, I'll let you practice on me. And so That's I tight. tried on him. It's, and it's kind of not, I guess it's not surprising, but like yeah. when people are like, hey, you can try one on me if you'd mm-hmm. like, like they just believe in you enough to be like, I saw that. Totally. That was good. Like, yeah. you can give me one and I know you're going to do good. I probably did like 35 tattoos within the first month of me wow. doing my kit. Just with that little kit because I had so many people and people started paying me like yeah. that too within like the first couple of weeks, you know. That's dope. Um, but uh, it was it was mm. a very quick transition. And it's cool that like I've, I'm a firm believer in like everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and like there's no coincidences to it. And so it's just cool to see or hear that like – you were there in that time of place mm-hmm. with your cousin that yes. you said, like he was there to meant to do all of that, yeah. to bring you to where you are now. Like that was just yeah. an open, it was like a key to like yeah. another door of totally. like your life. Cause I, I mean, I don't know when I would have ever been in front of a tattoo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and then mm-hmm. go on so. Amazon and buy a phone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, like, and right. then you start mm-hmm. dishing out tattoos. You get a tattoo. Most people have to. Think think that. <laughs> yeah, That's totally. crazy. So back to the music part, what is your genre of music? So, you know, we, we kind of bounce back and forth with this all the time. Yeah. Uh, we are very like, you know, rap influence, but also a lot of like, you know, alternative and classic rock yeah. even inspired, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because so, you have all that inside of you and you yeah, love all that different type of stuff. You so. know, so mm-hmm. like when people ask me what I do, you know, I rap, I do do that and, you know, no shame mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. And, no. You know, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we kind of, we bounce around from pop to alternative to, you know, a little bit of trap and a little mm-hmm. bit of you know it's honestly dope even, yeah, yeah, yeah it gives it's yeah. a very like it gives your listeners variety mm-hmm. everyone totally. loves variety yeah and it's interesting i just yeah. i love people who are interesting and have a lot to them you know and so it's, yeah. it's just cool to be like oh you can do that and that yeah. and that and yeah, it sounds totally. good yeah. so do you make your own beats or does somebody on your team do that uh you know so yeah in our group in our team we we have uh we have a guy and he's actually in house tonight, but nobody can see him right now. But it's Mr. Jack Yak over Shout there. Shout out to Jack. He's on the camera. We're shooting a documentary right now. And so uh, Jack has been shooting all the footage. He's also an artist that's so multifaceted. I was you know? just about to say, a man of many talents. Yeah. Shout out to Jack. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So where can people find your music? So right now we have an, uh, we have an EP out. It's a live and um, A-L-I-V, and the EP title is Alive. Cool. And uh, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon, SoundCloud. I think it's on, like, every single platform cool. there is. So. You guys better go hit that play yeah. button. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Zonley, we like to ask everyone this question, but what is the stigma you would like to see changed revolving cannabis? Oh, man, just that, uh, you know, just... I, w- I would just like people to accept it a little bit more. Everybody mm-hmm. accepts drinking for the most part. And in my experience and from my viewpoint, and you know, I, I think sometimes a lot worse stuff can happen with alcohol consumption versus, you know, marijuana. And yes, entirely. a lot of people think the opposite. And so it, I would just like to, you know, just, you know. This is, it'll take time. It will. Yeah. And that's time, why we're here. Yeah. yeah. Help break I, I have faith in it though. You know, it just yeah. takes, I've even seen it a lot here in the last couple of years, people mm-hmm. starting to just, um, 
you know, just accept it and be, be a little bit more accepting of it, you know. Yeah. Like, well, I'm not going to do it, but, you know, I respect that you do it. And, yes, and it helps that know. it's legal in your state right. and that, yeah. you know, there's dispensaries everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think this wraps up today's episode, Z. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with us. And thank you, Jack, for being awesome. Yeah, thanks, Jack. <laughs> thank you, Jack. <laughs> Would you like to add anything before we hop off today? Uh, no, just thank you guys for having me out and having Jack out and, you know, we got a lot of art on the way. We got an album coming this world, or <laughs> this world. We got an album coming <laughs> hey, this year. Into this world. Into yeah, this hey. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the album is called The Open World. Uh, wow, and, wow, okay. Uh, but yeah, so that's coming this year. Um, don't know an exact date, but we're, you know, actively working on it. Um, we have an NFT project, the Buffalo Bros, coming this year as oh. well. That'll be here in the next 30, 45 days that we're planning um, to drop. And then uh, I've got a couple of art shows coming up later this year. Um, Where can people follow you on Instagram? People can follow me at Zonley Lumen on Instagram and Twitter. And from there, you'll find all my other links. You will. And that's <laughs> Zonley, Z-O-N-L-Y-L-O-O-A-M-A-N. Zonley Lumen. Nice. It. <laughs> and thank you so much, Zonley. It was a pleasure getting yeah, to know you, you more and just chatting with you. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in and hitting that subscribe button. We appreciate you. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And as always, Brand, stay medicated. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Season one of Dope History is now available at dopehistory.com. Dope History weaves you through the lives of those who have been touched by cannabis or have had an influence on the events that shaped our laws or relationships with this plant. You'll hear tales from Frenchie Cannoli, Keith Strop, Eddie Lepp, Tom Alexander, Ed Rosenthal, Wolf Seagull, Jorge Cervantes, and Tommy Chong. Available now at dopehistory.com.